0: Last week Michael brought you the word and um, Matthew 10 and I just want to I just want to pick up on a little bit and as a a way of encouragement and from following on from last week I just want to think just for just for a moment about the 12 because it says that there were 12 sent out and I want to I want you to think about those guys. Because I know that some of you will have gone to the place of the 12 apostles were sent out, these mighty men of God. But when you really look at who Jesus sent out, they were a ragtag right, bag of misfits, weren't they? <laughs> you know, and we've got James and John, the sons of thunder. And they were called that because they were always wanting to batter each other. <laughs> You've got Peter. Right, even having been with Jesus for three years, loses his temper and lobs his ear off, and then denies Jesus three times. You know, ah, oh, Jesus, I'll never, I'll never deny you, blah, 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 you're right, Peter. You know, what a loser you are. Judas, Judas who had his, his hand in the, in the purse, in the back that was supposed to be for the poor. And these are the 12, and I don't know about the others. Um, but I do know information about those four. Yeah, they don't, they don't. And, then, <laughs> yeah and Thomas, yeah, who didn't really believe. You know, and so I think when it comes to being sent out, we often say oh, yeah, but I'm not good enough. Or I'm not qualified or I've not got what it takes or and um, surely not me. And actually God says, Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, you you yeah, you you can do it. You can go. And there's a wonderful verse, which is really a really significant well, two significant verses in Matthew 10, 7, 8 that Michael would have preached last week. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. Wonderful words. Proclaim the kingdom. Yeah. What does that look like in our in our context? I mean, if I wanted to, um, if I wanted to, and proclaim the kingdom, and um, you know, the kingdom of heaven is here. I might get some strange looks. Do you
1: reckon?
0: You might get some strange looks. Um, in some parts of the world, you probably wouldn't. You know, like in in Malawi, you wouldn't get any strange looks, you'd just say, just say it's completely normal. You know, like next door to where we were, there's, there's praise God shopping. My friend is called, one of my best mates is called God Knows. I mean, like, if they didn't get any reaction at all, they'd be like, that's totally normal. But in the UK, we'd be like, come on, this is a bit strange. Well, I think um, proclaiming the kingdom is um, being able to bear witness to the fact that Jesus is alive you know in whatever way that is whether it's sharing your testimony whether it's being kind whether it's it's like you know if you see somebody in need then can i pray for you can i can i offer something and like you know what about raising the dead i mean how many of us here have raised the dead no i thought so i mean you know it's like we don't get a lot of opportunity do we how many have tried yeah, so we've got a couple. there's me and Chris have tried. You know, and it's like, the only reason that we've had that opportunity is because we've come across somebody who's dead, right? You know? And and so, like, if you, if you like right, this week, if you come across somebody who's died, Amen. right, obviously, if you're in the UK, you can phone the ambulance, that's fine. But while you're waiting six, seven hours for the ambulance to come, you can pray. Amen. You know, that's what we do, and that's, you know, and who knows, right? Once you've asked God to do something, You've done what God has asked you to do. Yeah. You've taken, you've taken the, the, the kingdom and the gospel at its word, and you've done, you've discharged what God's asked you to do. Yeah. You've been faithful and demonstrated faith, and, and you've you've you know, and you do it in and however way that you think that you know how to do it. I mean, I wouldn't know that you can go to a class to raise the debt. I mean, I I wouldn't know that there, you know. And I I know some people that have done it and successfully. Um, when with us it was just a case of a um, lots of um shouting in tongues um, rebuking the spirit of death praying for life to come into the person and um, and it seemed to be working uh, at, at one point you know god was god was definitely doing something and um, so you know i would say that have a go you know do what it says in god's word step out in faith do what John's been Testifying to, and freely you have received from him is is so so important. It comes not from us but from him, and he's freely given We we receive the Holy Spirit. It says in Ephesians, doesn't it, you know, Don't get drunk on wine that leads to the debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And when we think of the filling of the Spirit, we we often think of like um, at a taking like a big drink or. Or um, you know something being poured in because because of the previous verse is all about wine, but it's not that tall. It's like being on a, a sailing ship, and you're there with you with you, um, you sail open and you're waiting for the breath of God. Because the, the the word used there um, relates to breath of God. And it says be filled with the Spirit. It's be filled with the breath of God. And you open up your sail and you wait for God's Spirit to come. And as He fills it you move. That's what it means. So I encourage you to do all of that. I'm sure Michael told you loads of amazing things last week. Um, and this week we're gonna move on from, from that place and we're gonna move into um, Matthew 10 verses 16 to 33. Would somebody like to read for me? So to set my voice.
1: Anyone? Neil,
0: do you want to come?
1: I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves, therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, you do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At the time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking but the spirits of of your father speaking through you. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called um, Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed. Or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who will kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And not two sparrows sow for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care and even the very hairs of your head are all numbered, so don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever discerns me before others, I will discern before the Father in heaven. Ouch.
0: Jesus did say that, though, didn't he? They are the other words of Jesus. It's interesting. And it um, starts off with the really encouragement line. I'm sending you out. Um, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Whew. It's not very encouraging, is it? <laughs> <A> bit rough. <laughs> sending you out like sheep among wolves. What does that? What does that mean? Come and help me. What does it mean? Imagine um, you're going round town and you see Hudson on his own round town, right, taking his, his pocket money to the bank, to the west or wherever it is your bank, and, um, and, he, and he's there, he's got his little bag with him, and, and you're from Freedom Church and you know Hudson, you've seen him lots of times, and you see him there. I wonder what your reaction would be. He'd be like, what the what? What are, what are Josh and Jen doing? So what kind of parents are they? Letting Hudson go into town on his own. It'd be a, it'd be a shocking thing, wouldn't it? And, and of course it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. And, and, and we need to look at the context of that and it would only make sense that Hudson was in town taking his money to the bank if Joshua was with him that would that's the only way it would ever it would make sense and that Jesus saying I'm sending you like like sheep among wolves would only make sense if the shepherd was there a shepherd wouldn't do that a shepherd wouldn't do that and that's that's greatly encouraging if you think about it you know when when I go, where, wherever I go, the shepherd is with me. You know, I remember years ago doing. Uh, this is I let me see my I Remember years ago doing youth work on Park, and we we ran a Christian um, like meeting for young people. And I remember this kid coming up to me and sticking a, a knife in my belly. He didn't push it in, but he he put it to my belly. And, And he said, I'm going to kill you, and I had a packet of polos, and I said, do you want a polo? And he went, what? (laughs) I said, do you want a polo? And I'm like, what? And I said, I'm not afraid of that. I'm definitely not afraid of you. You know, I got in the strength of Jesus, and I knew that Jesus was with me. And then another time I went, and um, as I was going to do this particular group, I had a very nice um, red golf with really nice alloys and um, big big speakers in the back. And um, God, said to, you, God said to me, God said to me, as you go today, um, your car's gonna get smashed up. Will you still go? And I said, yeah, I will, yeah, I'll go. And sure enough, we were like in the hall like this and doing, doing the meeting and um, the car line went off and I went outside and we was a big putt thrown and um, all the kids are like, oh, we're going to get them. We're going to find out who it is. We're going to rip the heads off from all this, you know. What they do. And I said, well, the, the thing is, is that God told me already that this was going to happen and I've already forgiven them. And it was really great. And we, we opened up this whole thing about forgiveness. I think, you know, it's so important to know that when we go, and when we go and do these things, we go with a shepherd that, that looks after us. I think it's like, it's really important to understand that, the context in, in, in which we go Jesus um, there's, there's seven I am's isn't there but the most famous seven I am is that I am the good shepherd he says in John 10 I am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep so when he sees the wolf coming he abandons the sheep and runs away the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it the man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep I am the good shepherd, says Jesus. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. You see, he's already laid down his life for the sheep. And that is an ongoing laying down his life for us. That is still ongoing. He is still um, with us, ever present. He's still... And indwelling us, he is still serving us and helping us and protecting us and going with us when we go and walking with us and lifting us when we fall and, and, and moving in our lives. And you know, in our weakness, we have to trust in Jesus. We don't have anyone else, we only have Jesus. And a lot of the time we don't have the confidence to go and and proclaim or go and pray or go and say or go and do because we think we're doing it alone. I want to lift our heads today to the fact that Jesus is the good shepherd and he lays down his life for the sheep. It's so ingrained in our flesh, this self-reliance that we can do it on our own. And and until we find out that we can't, and then we have to go back to him and say, sorry God, I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to do that without you, and I, I apologize. I need I need to be in you. I am Potter, God says, and you? Well, you're the clay. That's great, isn't it? I wanna be, I wanna be that clay that is that is soft and squidgy and and able for God to mould and shape and make into the person that He wants me to be. And I don't know about you, but you know, um, I don't want to be this way, And um, stubborn, and difficult, hardened, with a hard exterior kind of clay that's difficult to work with and make anything out of. I want to be soft and open to what God's got for me. Amen? Amen before you step out know the shepherd know his voice and walk with him and he said be as, as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves and jesus is using simile to uh, a comparison to to get us to look at and um, the characteristics but he doesn't expect us to adopt the full nature of a snake that would be wrong or the full nature of the doves the same characteristics in in snakes, that he's asking us to look at. What is the what is the characteristic he's asking us to look at in a snake? Well, s- snakes are canny, They're clever. You know they 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 are not they're not stupid. You do know, you know. And like, um, I know that there's loads of snakes in Malawi. I hardly ever seen, I think I've seen one in sixteen visits. And the reason for that is because they when they hear people coming, they they hide and they. They scurry and they move. You don't see snakes dead on the road like you do hedgehogs. I mean if snakes you know, if Jesus had used the word hedgehog here, we would have been maybe in trouble. Because hedgehogs, you know, they're always getting flattened, aren't they? And I know that they're probably the learning to run now, which is great. But you know, it's like you know, snakes are canny. Snakes are clever. He's not asking us to be evil, he's not asking us to, to take on those other characteristics, but The characteristic that he's looking at is this one of being shrewd, of of knowing when to move out of the way. Snakes don't often strike people, only if they're particularly cornered or find themselves in that place. They're not looking for trouble. They're not looking for trouble. They sometimes end up having to bite people, but they're not looking for trouble when it comes to us. And doves, do you know like when you sat in Queen's Gardens, and. A pigeon comes and lands next to you, you don't really notice it, do you? It's like not particularly impressive, you know, dove, they're gentle aren't they? And sometimes as we're in, in the world, God wants us to be that gentle, almost unnoticeable person of peace in, in the situations that we find ourselves in. Be as shrewd as snakes that not are looking for trouble, be prepared to move out the way. And be gentle, you know, don't draw draw unnecessary attention to yourself in a a wrong way, in a bad way, be be gentle in what you do. And verse verse 17, 18, be on your guard, because you're going to be handed over to local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you'll be brought before the governors and the kings as witnesses, Answer them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry. About what to say or how to say it. At the same time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of the Father speaking through you. There's going to be opposition. Jesus has said that you will get opposition when you when you share your faith at work or wherever it is you you know you you have an opportunity to share. You will get opposition. I mean, who's ever who's ever had opposition? Yeah? And if you haven't, you're not doing it right. I just want to tell you. I'm sorry, but you're not doing it right. It's like it's like you will get opposition. Jesus has said it. It's like, so expect it. Be expectant. People get very angry. You know, people get very angry when, you know, be expectant. A lovely story that I've got from um, times when we've been out on the street in Hull sharing our faith is. Um, we, we always go into like teams of two. Team. Um, this one time, um, a friend of ours called Frank who's got severe Parkinson's and Mark who's got autism decided that they wanted to team up as a team. And I'm like, oh my days, God, that can't be good. You know, like, and they were insistent and I'm like, and I'm in, in my head I'm like the leader of the team and I'm like, oh God, oh God, what do I do? This, this can't be good. This, this is not going to go well. And um, they were insistent; they wanted to be a team. And I'm like, okay, guys, um, bless you. And they went off, and um, they go up to this guy, and they're like, excuse me, can I ask you a question? And he's like, yeah, what? And um, you know, if God could do a miracle for you, what would it be? And he, I think he told them to say, when well, off, and um, and went off on his way. And um, and I was like, I was like mortified. I was so good for them. And um, and you know, instead of um, getting upset, they stood there on the street and prayed. And they prayed that God would bless this guy and that God would forgive this guy and God would, would do something great in his life and death. Uh, and, and me lack of faith, I'm thinking, oh shall I put them with somebody else, it's gone wrong. And a few moments later this guy comes back, apologises for and um, swearing at them, and they share the gospel with him. And I thought to myself, I'm a I I in fact I know no less than nothing. You know, God, God had got this. So be expectant for opposition. And how do you deal, how do you deal with it? When you deal with it, all the grace that you can muster. You, you, you can't back down, because you know what the truth is. You can't, you can't back down. You can't say, oh no, I do not really believe, didn't really mean all that stuff about Jesus. No, of course we, we believe in this stuff about Jesus. But you know, don't back down, but you know, just, just take it and just, just pray for them and, like Frank and Mark did, you know, just have that grace. Forgive, pray, move, it'll be great. The kingdom of God will shake up previous loyalties that you may have, and it sometimes takes a while, doesn't it, you know, to to understand that. I don't know how many of you here are first generation Christians. What I mean is that mum and dad are not Christian, yeah? Some of you. Yeah? And I think it's harder for um, first generation Christians. I think it, sometimes, it's like, you know, my daughter says to me, all right, if she said to me, oh, Dad, I want to go off to, um, I don't know, let's think of, I want to go to Yemen to preach the gospel, right? And I, I'd, be, I'd be slightly nervous, <laughs> but I would help her to go. Because if God's called her, then I'll support her in that. You know, and I I will pray for her to go, and and so like, I, I, but you know, like when we when we first started doing stuff from God, my family were like, oh, you know, what what are these guys doing? What, what do you mean you're quitting your job to serve Jesus? Are you off your head? Are you, are you not well? You know, and like you know, really, like sometimes it can be really hard, and our our allegiances change, don't they? You know, we 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 move from from saving the things of this world to saving the things of the kingdom of God. And, and people around us don't always understand that. You know, don't, don't be put off by that. Stand firm. You know, my, my family have um, benefited from the witness of our stubbornness. That we will always um, pray, that we will always talk about Jesus whenever they come round. Um, you know we will if they're sick we will pray for them whether they like it or not. You know, it's like we, we will pray, we will we will proclaim, we will, you know, say who who Jesus is. You know, and we've seen we've seen you know a whole bunch of our family, you know, my grandma, my dad, Debbie's sister, Debbie's um, husband, you know, our nieces and our nephew are Christians, Debbie's uncle, you know, there's, there's Christians in our household, in our family. Um, you know, because of that, there wasn't any, and now there is. And so, I encourage you to to keep on pushing. And um, in verse 23, and um, Jesus says, and truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes." And and some people read that they, they think that it's talking about um, about the end, the end times. You know, they, like Jesus is talking about. You know the second coming, and he's not. He's talking the the twelve here have been sent to the Jews, and Jesus is talking about that. What's going to happen is that I'm going to I'm going to bring this kingdom that I told you to proclaim, and when that kingdom comes, you're not going to just be going to the Jews. It's going to go worldwide, and that's why God set it upon the day of Pentecost that there would be the nations would be gathered. In Jerusalem, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, it was always God's intention to pour out His Spirit and to send, so that the gospel would go to the ends of the earth. It was always God's intention that that was going to happen. And Jesus is saying here, you know, you're not, you're not going to finish going around Jerusalem and, and Israel and preaching to the Jews before it's going to break out and it's going to go, it's going to go worldwide. It's going to be massive. The temple curtain was was ripped in two. And at that point when Jesus died on the cross, the temple came torn from top to bottom, ripped into the, the holy of holies, was accessible and visible and open and so God was clearly stating then that I, I no longer live and dwell in the temple built by human hands, but I now live in the hearts of people, you know, so the kingdom, the kingdom breaks into to empower people like me and you so that we can go to the ends of the earth, so that we can go to Norfolk and, and make a difference in Norfolk. So we can go to you know, Westfolk, so we can go to um, you know, all these different nations that we're, we're striving to get into, that we're pushing and seeking to get into. And as you go, just know who you're following. The student is not above the teacher nor the servant above his master. It's not enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called, bailed to them, how much more will the members of his household? So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who can kill the body, but rather kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. You know, for us in the UK, it's so it, it's so easy, isn't it? You know, like you know, I, I still have a legal right to proclaim Jesus on the streets. You know, i like even in you know, I can I can talk about the Bible, I can I can do that. But our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world are really struggling. They're having a tough time, is it? You know, um, last week. In an area not far from where we work, there's, there's been a pastor in his um, church set on fire by, by Muslims. It's the first time it's ever happened. It's never, ever happened like that. Ever. We've never known it. We, we talk to Muslims all the time over there. But there's been some people coming from other um, Islamic nations and teaching them about how to be evil or something like that. I don't know what's happening. But it's scary, isn't it? And and Jesus said, don't be be scared of these other households that follow Satan. Don't be scared of these other people that are violent and and around you. Don't don't, don't be afraid of them. Rather, rather, you know, rather put your hope in an eternal God. And I can can understand um, the fear. I can understand the fear of the threat that these people face. But what I'm always amazed at is how they manage to have this power to withstand against great opposition. And I often think to myself, you know, oh, you know, I, don't know I don't know if I'm str- Do you feel like that as well when you hear these stories? I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would be strong enough to um, stand up against that. But, but then you meet people that have been through it and they say, no, no, God, God empowered me. God graced me. God gave me what I needed at that time to be able to stand. Sometimes people scheme and plot against you they do, all sorts of evil and underhand things behind your back to try and bring you down. Jesus said, "Don't, don't worry about that. Everything, everything's going to get exposed. Everything's going to get brought out into the light. God will bring the truth out into the light. He'll expose it and he'll make it known he'll he'll show it for what it is and you'll be vindicated and and don't worry about that because you know just be content in the fact that your name is written in the book of life understand that you're loved by your father in heaven and not two sparrows sold for a penny yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care and even the hairs on your head are numbered so don't be afraid you are worth more than many sparrows oh. sparrows were a, a cheap food for the poor they're a cheap cheap food for the poor I and mean, I don't know if you have got any sparrows in the garden you see a sparrow recently not many around though, <laughs> But you know, there's not, I don't think there's going to be a lot of meat on a sparrow. Um, two sparrows are sold for a penny, and, and God is drawing us to the fact that we, we are, as people, image bearers of Christ. We we made in God's image. We bear His image. We are precious and special. And even if you don't feel particularly special, you're special. You're special because you know made in the image of God. There's something that you bear that is like God. And that's why God hates it when we sin against each other, when we hate each other, when we steal, and we cheat, and we lie, and we you know we do stuff that, that hurts one another. That's what the that's what they, you know the commandments are all about. Don't don't steal. It's not like do not steal, you know, Charlotte Heston, you know, Ten Commandments from Big Booming Voice from Heaven. DON'T STEAL it's not like that at all it's like don't steal because when you steal you're going to take something from your brother or your sister and it's going to hurt them and they're going to feel really bad about it don't kill you know and don't lust after somebody else's wife you know it's like it's the context of like it hurts us when we when we break the commands it hurts us Be confident that you're worth more than many sparrows. You're made in the image of God. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will discern before my Father in heaven. And I I, I want to end on a positive. So, um, Neil and Wendy, at warm space. As they as they say, oh you know hi, you know, we're from you know we're from Freedom Church as they as they share life as they uh, as they kind and they serve people. My understanding that God is in heaven and he said have you seen have you seen what Nick's doing? Have you seen it? Have you seen what he's doing? He's doing a great job. I love that. Have you seen what Wendy's doing? She's just She's just talked to that lady and offered to pray for her. Have you seen that? In heaven. In heaven. God's going, wow, look at, look at what these people, look what Neil's doing. It's amazing. He's rejoicing over you. Look what, look what Wendy's doing. She's understood that we're, we're with her, that we're, we're for her. You know, and, and, and she's doing this amazing thing don't focus on the negative, right, there are times when I have had opportunity to share the gospel with people and I've blown it, I'm not living in the guilt of that, sometimes I don't, get, I don't get it, and I'm an evangelist, I love, I love sharing the gospel, so the times when I've, I've blown it, don't, don't live in the guilt of the, the condemnation, but just remember that when you give it, they speak about it. There's, there's praise going on in heaven. Look at what my servant, look at what my daughter, look at what my son is doing. And I'm going to, I'm going to bless them for that. Let's read these words again. Let's just focus on this. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my father in heaven. Dad, we see what. We see what they're doing in Freedom Church. We see what they're doing. How, how are we to go? I'm going to draw it too close, but how are we going to go? How are we to go? We're to go with the power of the Holy Spirit, but we're to go together. We're not to go alone. Jesus sent out twelve, but they went in twos. Jesus sends out the 72 and they went in twos. And when Peter and John were in in Acts at uh, the gate called Beautiful, they were, they were together. You know, we, we, we buddy up, we team up, we walk together, we do life together and we serve together and we proclaim the kingdom together. And we go knowing that Jesus is with us, so that when we have a bit of a wall, the other one says, no, 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 remember. Remember your father, your, remember the Holy Spirit, the Spirit do you remember? On Sunday, you receive the Holy Spirit. He's empowered you to go. You've got everything you need to go. You're not, you're not lacking. You're not lacking. You've got, you've got what I've given you. I've given you gifts. I've given you power. You know, I've given you my Holy Spirit. I've not left you as orphans. You know, God doesn't leave us unequipped in his orphans. He empowers us so that we can go. And as we go... Well, we, we go to proclaim the Kingdom, to heal the sick and to raise the dead, to cleanse those who have got leprosy, cast out demons, freely you've received, freely give. Who'd like to freely receive? Yeah, me too. I love freely receiving. We all like freely receiving, don't we? You know? And then we need to freely give. The, the, two, um, the two work hand in hand. Would you all like to stand? let just close, close your eyes for a moment. And she thought it would be really, really helpful. I, I really I really believe in, like, you know, I know you guys do as well. I really believe in body ministry. I believe that God speaks through the body. It's like, you know, and as I pray now, invite the Holy Spirit. If you feel that like you've got a prophetic word or you feel that like you've got a word of knowledge, then please and just shout it out where you are. Yeah? Let's do that. and. Let's, let's minister as a
1: body to one another. Come, Holy Spirit.